All right. Welcome, 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 everybody. Happy Thursday. Happy Friday Eve. Welcome to everybody who is in the live broadcast now and those who are watching the replay or listening to the podcast later. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach pop culture and celebrity news. Blah, blah. I'm always mixing up those words. This is my Monday through Thursday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Hi, shop best on the yard. Um, I was, because I love the pop culture and celebrity part, I just kind of skipped to that, but yeah. So I use this show to teach business and legal concepts. Um, not only am I the host of this show, uh, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm also the owner and operator of MPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself, people who want to be entrepreneurs. Hi, Miss Whitney. People who have businesses that need some more structure in them. I help you get your paperwork together. So if you are running your business through Instagram and a, and a cash app account, I help you get your registration papers together. I help you get your EIN numbers together. I help you make sure you have contracts. I help you make sure that you are setting um, up a separate bank account so you can keep track of your business expenses and don't get audited by the IRS. I give your business that structure that it needs to be successful from the ground up. Why am I qualified to help you do these things? I am so happy that you guys asked. I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years in counting with a specialization in business formation. I have started many businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. Brick and mortar, online, you know, mail order, I whatever it is, I can help you do it. As well, uh, I have had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, uh, education, the law, hospitality, and administrative support. Thank you, guys. Uh, and I, and last and most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everybody as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school. But we are in an age where entrepreneurs are popping up every day. Like, being an entrepreneur is so easy these days. Um, and if you're going to be successful in business, if you're going to be in there for the long haul, you're not just looking for a quick buck. Um, there are some things that you need to know about business. Okay. So if you are serious about getting your business in 2020, getting your business together, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You're going to be able to do several things there. You're going to be able to book a free 15 minute consultation if you are a first time client so that I can do an assessment to see how I can best help you. You will also be able to download my free business launch cheat sheet that will help you start your dream business in seven days or less. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast where I post the replay, the video replay and the audio replay respectively of this show. Uh, and you will also see that uh, my EIN workshop is on sale for the month of February. One of the very first things that you need for your business, just like when you're born, you get a social security number, your business needs a social security number and it's called an EIN number. Now, if you go to an attorney to get an EIN number, the attorney's probably going to charge you anywhere between $75 and $125 is not going to show you how to do it and you might have to wait two weeks to get it. I have a workshop um, that I did and I, I have the, the whole replay of the work and some aids for $29 on sale for this month. And you will be able to take that knowledge with you forever. So I would suggest that you get it while it's on sale because after that, the bundle goes up to $97. Okay. All right. Now that's enough about me. Let's get to the show. If you are new, but I think that we have all home people today. Um, uh, this is how it works. 
I pull stories from the news. I pull stories from emails that I get. I pull stories that you guys suggest to me. Actually, one of the stories that we're going to do our best to cover today was suggested by one of my Facebook boos, Zephyrina Huckleby. Hey, girl. Um, and you know, so if you have a story that you want me to talk about, please send it because I can't catch it all. All right. But we take these stories. We take the ones that have, um, lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss it. So be ready to put comments in the box. You know, think about these cases. Give me your opinions because I want to know what you think. And I'm also going to ask you questions to make sure you're paying attention. All right. So. Without further ado, if we are going to get started, I want to make sure that y'all are ready. So let me see some ready comments, all right? I want to see at least three readies and Instagram. And I know Facebook has a little bit of, I'm not even going to sweat it, you know, I, I, I'm going to wait for at least two from Instagram. Thank you, Shop Best on the Yard. We got one. Thank you, Whitney. We got one. I know that it's Facebook's fault and it's not your fault, Facebook. Um, friends who are watching if the if the responses come in late so I'm gonna act like the responses are here already because if they are I cannot see them all right but let's move on to our stories so the first story that we are talking about is actually an update um, that I cut times on this show if you look at my stories today yes I just ready AP Jackson if you looked at my stories today I posted um, pictures in my stories of two different bags, um, two bags that were of like wicker or wood. Um, and I asked you guys if they were too close for comfort. Thank you for the ready phenomenal chefs. Um, I asked you if they were too close for comfort and the majority of you said yes for both of the, um, the bags. Now one of the bags was like in a circle shape and the other one had more of a square shape. The circle shape, more of you said that that was too close for comfort than um the than the square shaped bag. Um, I kind of drew uh rough um <laughs> drawings of what the bags looked like. I am not an artist, so do not critique my art. Okay, this was the second bag, <laughs> but I'm just trying to. If you didn't see the stories, I'm just trying to give you. Hey, King Tax Services, I'm just trying to give you an idea of what the bags looked like. Okay, now. There is a company called Cult Gaia. They have this bag that was, um, that is supposedly, it was like the it bag. It was called the Ark bag. It was based on a Japanese style. It was a very unique shape. Um, and Cult Gaia has been trying to patent the design of this bag, um, to prevent other people from making it because other retailers were selling what they called knockoff versions of this bag. Unfortunately, Cult Gaia has been receiving pushback from the USPTO because the USPTO said, this is not even your original design. This is based on an ancient Japanese bag, um, and we don't think that it's a unique enough design for, for you to patent. Now, Cult Gaia has not given up um, trying to secure the design, the, the, the design patent for this bag, but, you know, they're, they're facing pushback from the USPTO. Now, while they're fighting this battle, in the meantime, they, this is, the ARC bag is not the only bag that they make. Like I said, if you look in my stories, I have two bags in there that Cult Gaia makes, and they are suing a, a company called Red Dress Boutique, because Red Dress Boutique has been um, selling knockoffs of Cult Gaia's bags. Now, we talk about this a lot in fashion, um, per, 
intellectual property protection in fashion is hard because you can't just, um, you know, protect something that is functional. There has to be something outside of the function of your clothing or your bag. Hi, SNNC14. That makes it special, like a special pattern or the special way that you make it. So Cult Gaia has been trying to protect this ARC bag. And in the meantime, they also have two different bags. One is called the Luna bag, that circle one that's in my stories, and the getting it together bag, which is kind of the, the, the wicker clutch. And they've been trying to get design patents for those, uh, for those bags as well. Um, Red Dress Boutique has, is selling bags that are very similar to, um, to the ones that Cult Gaia is selling. And again, when I posted in the stories, these bags, and I asked you guys if they were too close for comfort, the majority of you said that it was. So knowing this background that we have about Gaia, that they have already been trying to, you know, get a design patent on their ARC bag, um, but you know, they're, they're kind of fighting with the USPTO about that. If you looked at my stories and you saw those bags that I'm talking about, do you think that those bags are unique enough to get a design patent? Um, now, it, it has to go beyond, oh, this is a purse. It has to be like, you know, this is made in a very special way. Maybe it's made with special wood. The, 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 um, the designs, whatever extras you put on it have to be a certain size. So, um, call you Steve. Okay, I didn't, I'm sorry, Steve. Okay, I'm gonna call you Steve. So, do you think that these two bags by Cult Gaia, the Luna bag and the Getting It Together bag, are they distinctive enough? Do they have um, a design outside of being a bag that is distinctive enough to be protected? This is what I want to hear know from you guys. And if you did not get a chance to look at those bags, Hi Mason1959, um, you, maybe just pop out real quick and go look. Um, hi, so rap 21. Oh, Steve said, there goes my plan to, to buy a bunch of pay less high heels and spray paint the bottoms red. That is actually a thing. People sell a uh, red bottom kits on the internet so you can paint the bottom of your shoes. King tax services says you got to look at my stories. Hi, busy peach. How you doing? Um, all right. So yes. So what I want to know from you guys is does Cult Gaia have, um, you know, a good chance of getting these bags, does, um, you know, patented? Have you seen bags like these ones in my stories anywhere else? If you have, let me know. And it's okay if you can't think about it right now because, um, you may not have seen it, but after the show, go take a look at the bags. Think about it. Have you seen these bags anywhere? Do you think that these bags are a unique enough design that they can get design patent protection? Let me know, okay? Okay. So, um, how much time? Okay. I think we can get through these four. Actually, yeah, we are because I, because it's Thursday and I'm not going to be on tomorrow. So we're going to finish these four stories. So we're going to move on to our next stories. Um, and... Uh, King Tech Services said what? They better get a real job and stop spray painting the bottom of shoes. Girl, it's, everybody's out here with a hustle. Everybody is out here with a hustle. It's just like the Etsy sellers who are selling the coach bags and the Gucci bags. Yeah, you could have made some bread selling those, Steve, and then you would have been hit with a cease and desist 
And then you would have been sued for trademark infringement. Don't do Christian Louboutin. He is out here trying to protect his mark in these streets, okay? He is not playing with you. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next story, okay? So um, has anybody here been to Boca Raton, Florida? If you have been to Boca Raton, Florida, if you're from Boca Raton, Florida, if you know, have heard of Boca Raton, Florida, give me a BR in the comments. Um, my cousin lived in Boca for a few years um, for his job. Hey, Jeff. But if you've ever been to Boca Raton, if you're from Boca Raton, or if you've heard of Boca Raton, Hey, Dolores, give me a BR in the comments. Thank you, King Tax Services, for the BR. Yes. Okay. So um, if you do not live in Boca Raton, you are probably not familiar with, um, you know, how every city has their neighborhoods, right? Um, you heard of it? Okay. Busy Peach said, BR, mouth of the rat. What is that, girl? Oh, that's what Boca Raton means? Um, stop S on the yard, BR. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Ew, that's gross. Ew. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so in Boca Raton, you know, you have your different neighborhoods. Like, just like in any city, you have your different neighborhoods, right? So I live in Hyattsville, but we have different neighborhoods. We have like Colmar Manor. We've got Landover. We've got Quincy Manor. We've got Bladensburg, okay? Um, I, I have no idea, Busy Peach. I've never looked it up, right? So in Boca Raton, you have this area called Royal Palms. You have several businesses that use the word, that use the name Royal Palms in their name. You've got the Royal Palm Yacht Club, Royal Palms Place, which is a mall, Royal Palms Nails, and the Royal Palms Hearing Aid Center, just to name a few. As well as those businesses, there is also Royal Palms Properties, LLC. They are real estate brokers, and they um, primarily work in the high-end area of Boca Raton, which happens to be the Royal Palms area. Now, Royal Palms Property has a trademark on Royal Palms Properties for their business, as the name of their business, right? The problem was um, another company called Pink Palm Properties, LLC, on their website, they had, uh, again, they are also a real estate broker. They had a button on their website that um, said Royal Palm Properties, and it was a link to go see some properties that this particular um, real estate brokerage company had available. So Royal Palm Properties sued Pink Palm Properties for trademark infringement, and they lost. <laughs> Not only did they lose, Royal Palms had their trademark canceled. So the court said Pink Palm didn't do anything wrong, and on top of that, that trademark that you have for your business, you don't have it anymore. Royal Palm didn't take that lying down. Um, actually, no, before we move on to that, why do you think the court may have invalidated Royal Palm's trademark? Why do you think that the court decided that they should no longer have their trademark? 
um, I want I want your answers in um, put them in the comments because I'm going to continue this story and let you know what happened. So let me know why you think the court invalidated their trademark, canceled their trademark. Okay, so Royal Palms. They're sitting there like the Mr. Krabs meme, like, whoa, 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 what happened to our trademark? But they're like, no, we're not taking this lying down. So they appealed the case. They appealed the cancellation of their trademark. Um, no, it wasn't because they weren't using it. They were using it. My, um, now, uh, again, I was not an attorney on this case. It wasn't that they didn't go through the right channels. Not that. Remember, I went through this whole description of describing Boca Raton and this neighborhood called Royal Palms, right? And I told you in this neighborhood, there are several businesses that use Royal Palms in their name. You've got a nail shop, you've got a mall, you've got a yacht club, you've got a hearing aid center, as well as this Royal Palms property. So why do you think they got their trademark invalidated. Steve said it's pretty ridiculous to trademark a name of municipalities or neighborhoods, but it wasn't just the name of the neighborhood. They didn't just trademark Royal Palms. They trademarked Royal Palms properties, Royal Palms properties, because that's the name of their business. So when Pink Palm had Royal Palms properties on their website, Royal Palms Properties, the company said, why are you using our trademarked, you know, phrase on your website? But then the court said, uh, there's no infringement here and you don't have your trademark anymore. So the reason why I can best assume that they invalidated the trademark is that there are so many businesses in that area that use Royal Palms in the name, right? Like we said, nail shops, hearing aid center, mall, whatever. So the court was like, you know, this is just a generic, probably, they probably, their reasoning was, this is a generic location, this is a neighborhood, and it doesn't deserve protection, right? Yes, it's a trademark for their real estate company. But, um, so Royal Palms, they didn't take this laying down, they appealed it, and they won. So Royal Palms is getting back their trademark for Royal Palms properties. Now, Pink Palm, they're still okay. The court said the ruling that there was no infringement is totally okay because Royal Palms describes the neighborhood. They're not using it as a way of, you know, usurping Royal Palms properties um, name. It's just the name of the neighborhood. But they said that Royal Palms properties is still allowed to have their name. So I picked this case to show you guys that there is all, it's never just the end. You always have an option of appealing. If you apply for a trademark, even after all you've done your research and you um, have some opposition by the USPTO, that doesn't mean that you are denied. You can always fight. Even if you are ultimately denied, you can always appeal. And even in this case where they had their trademark canceled, they were able to go and get it back. Okay, hi, A. Jackson 50. So congrats to Royal Palms Properties. And if you guys ever are in Boca Raton, go check out um, uh, Royal Palm, the Royal Palms area. SN, um, Steve said, 
they should have been more selective with how many entities they let use their trademark. Well, it wasn't that entities were using their trademark. Their trademark is Royal Palms Properties. Three words. Everybody else who's using Royal Palms, they're using it as, you know, this is our area. So if you're just using Royal Palms, you know, they can't really do anything about that. They were taking issue with using Royal Palms Properties, okay? All right. All right. Bye, Steve. Okay. So are we good on Royal Palms properties? Can we move on? Because we have another quick, we have a quick Kylie Jenner update. And I think we will be able to fit in um, Zephyrina's case that she sent me today. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, before we move on to our next story, uh, if you don't know what you're watching, ladies and gentlemen, you are watching NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. I help you get your business off the ground and on the right foot. I'm a licensed attorney. Uh, with 14 years of experience and a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. If you would like to advertise your business on my show, I do sell a 30-second spot starting at $9. You can go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm and click on the advertise with us button uh, and we can get you on the show. Uh, as well, when you go to that link, you can download my free business launch cheat sheet, um, set up your free 15-minute consultation if you're a first-time client, and uh, what else? Subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast and check out all the wonderful programs and video trainings that I have available, all right? Like my EIN workshop training that is available right now for $29 for the month of February. After that, it goes up to $97. So go check it out, all right? Let's move on. So our next story has to do with our favorite trademark family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, I feel like we talk about the Kardashians at least once a week. I can't remember a single week that we haven't talked about them. Um, so, I mean, we're not talking about a, technically we're talking about a Jenner, but I consider her a Kardashian. So we have another Kylie Jenner story update, guys. Um, any Kylie fans in here? If you're a Kylie Jenner fan, give me a KJ. I'm not giving you a KJ because while I do talk about the Kardashians on here a lot, I'm not necessarily a fan of them, but they are good material. So thank you for that. Um, but if you are a Kylie Jenner fan, you know who Kylie Jenner is, give me a KJ in the comments. Um, if you don't, Kylie Jenner, she is a social media influencer. <laughs> thank you, my dear. She's a social media influencer. She is a sister to Kim Kardashian. She has a, um, a cosmetics empire. And she is also the mother of a beautiful little girl named Stormy. Um, and like her sisters before her, Kylie has been, you know, trying to do her due diligence. What is that noise? Okay. Kylie has been trying to do her due diligence and, um, trademark her daughter's name stormy webster um here's the problem uh and and she's been not just stormy's name but different iterations of stormy and apparently one of the phrases that um she's been trying to trademark you're not a fan phenomenal chefs it's cool 
Um, one of the tra- phrases that she was trying to trademark is Stormy Couture. Um, and Kylie's having a little trouble with that. Um, and that is because somebody already has Stormy Couture trademarked. Um, there is a company called uh, uh, Business Moves Consulting. They trademarked the term Stormy Couture shortly after Stormy uh, Kylie's daughter was born. Now, we don't know if it was a coincidence that they trademarked it around, you know, close to after Stormy was born, or if, you know, they were like, oh shoot, Stormy's born, let's trademark this before Kylie doesn't do something with it. Um, Either way, this company has a trademark for the phrase Stormy Couture, and they are opposing her trademark application for Stormy because they're saying that she has no intent to use these trademarks in commerce. Um, you went to school with a set of twins named Rainy and Stormy. Oh my God, that's cute. Um, so this company, they basically said, look, we already have a trademark on Stormy and we don't think that Kylie's has anything to sell with this Stormy Couture trademark. So we are going to oppose her application. So my question to you is, do you think that they're going to be successful? Knowing how the Kardashian clan does, now, the Kardashian clan, if there's one thing they they can do, it is get some merch. Do you really think that Kylie's going to trademark these names and not use them? They trademarked their whole lives. So, while I don't really buy... <laughs> right, nope, King Tax Services. So while I don't really buy this argument that she doesn't have, you know, an intent to use in commerce, because I totally think that she does, I think it is important that this company, bye, you have a good night too, hon. I think it is important to note that this company did their due diligence and trademarked this phrase, regardless if it was, you know, close to after Stormy was born, and they're actually doing something with it. So what do you think is going to happen here, guys? Here's uh, here here's the things that I think are going to happen. While you put in a shop at the yard, said, "Listen, her mommy don't play that. She don't look." Chris Jenner, business wise, that woman is a, is a genius. She is a monster. Um, but um, yes. So here's what I think is going to happen here. I think that um, there's going to be some type of uh, of deal. I think that Kylie may. May, may even go the length of purchasing the trademark from this company. That may have been their plan all along. We know that there is a lot of trademark squatting going along these days. People will buy a trademark and wait for a person to want to buy it and then upcharge them. Shop Best on the Yard said everything about them makes money. Yes, they monetize their entire lives. <coughs> but um, I think that there's going to be some type of settlement so Kylie is able to use this phrase, whether it's a licensing agreement, meaning that they're going to give her permission to use the phrase, or she's going to buy the trademark from them outright, uh, I think that Kylie's going to be able to use this. Um, what what do you what is what are you saying? What to King Tech Services? Yes. So good luck, Kylie. All right. So we're going to go a little over today, but because it's our last broadcast of the week, we can spend a few extra minutes together. All right. 
Does anybody here drink Monster Energy drink or drink any Coca-Cola products? I just found out today that Monster is owned by Coca-Cola. Anybody here drink Monster Energy drink? Monster Energy has been on this show several times. Uh, um, when I say when, I'm, I mean like she may still be able to get this name. You know, like, um, just because this other company has it doesn't mean they may give her, she may be able to purchase a license to use it, or she may purchase the trademark all, um, outright for them. Okay, so in terms of Monster, King Tax Services said no, So Rap 21 said not anymore, Ajax and 50 said nope. Okay, that's cool. Whether or not you drink Monster, I'm sure that at some point in your life, used to drink monsters at some point in your life you have drunk a coca-cola product coca-cola is one of the powerhouses of the beverage industry and they um actually own monster Ooh, and they act hold on instagram okay and they actually own um monster energy drink but, um, there's a little background to Monster Energy Drink that I bet you didn't know. So, Monster Energy Drink actually started out as Han um, Hansen's Juices in 1935. It was started by a gentleman named Hubert Hansen. Um, they became Monster Energy in 2012. Um, they were going through a series of, of, you know, reorganization and bankruptcy and stuff. And they were, they were... Um, bought by Coca-Cola in 2015. So in 2015, Coca-Cola took ownership of um, the Hanson juices, uh, the juice products and their sodas in exchange for their energy drink brand. So Coca-Cola said, hey, we want to buy your Monster Energy drink part of your company. And if you sell us your Monster Energy drink part, we will also, you know, take care of your, of your juice products and sodas, and we can distribute those too. Um, now, the, uh, the the guy who started Hanson Juices, he died. Hubert died. Because remember, he founded this company in 1935. So that means he had to be born, you know, at least, you know, 20 years prior to that. So he was an old man. Um, but um, after Coca-Cola took ownership of Monster Energy Drink in 2015 and the juices... Monster Energy was still, was using Hubert Hansen's face and his name to sell the product. And that was not a right that they had purchased when they purchased Monster Energy drink. So Hubert Hansen's kids sued Coca-Cola in 2016 because of, um, because they said that they were violate, that Coca-Cola was violating the right of publicity for their father. Now, Yes, their father is dead, but the rights to use his face, they transferred to his inheritors, the people who he put in his will. He took care of his business and made sure that his family got the things they were there. So now the kids have the right to say who uses dad's name and who uses dad's face. So the kids sued Coca-Cola and said that you cannot use our father's name or our father's face because you didn't pay for it. You have violated his right of publicity. And Coca-Cola has lost. 
So Coca, guess how much this family won because Coca-Cola used their daddy's name and face. I want to hear. I want to see some guesses in the comments. How much do you think Coca-Cola has to pay this family for using their daddy's name and face? A man who I had not heard of till today. <laughs> you said just like some ungrateful kids. Well, they're not suing their dad. They're suing Coca-Cola. How much you think they got? Two bill? No, that okay. That's a little high. <laughs> a little high. <laughs> not that much. We're not in the billions. They did not get two billion. Ten million. A little bit higher. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one more guess, and I'm gonna tell y'all how much they won. Coca Cola took care of the other parts of their business. Okay, five million. No, they won fourteen million dollars from Coca Cola. Um, yes, Coca-Cola did take ownership of the juice products, but Coca-Cola is also making money off of those products. Hi, Miss Najee. So it's not like, they're, they're not, they're not doing it for nothing. They're, they're still making money off of those juice products. Uh, but they did not pay for the right to use daddy's name and face. So now the kids are $14 million richer. I'm sure Coca-Cola will probably appeal and try to drag it out. But this just goes to show that no matter how big you are or how small you are, you can't go around stealing people's faces. <laughs> okay? All right. So do we have any anybody have any commentary about that? Any opinions about that? Do you think that the award was appropriate? Do you think it was too high? Do you think it was too low? Let me know what you think. Um Yeah, they only purchased the energy drink, but in taking care of the juices, like, it's not just they're like, oh, you know, take care of these juices and run us all the money. Coca-Cola is getting a cut of that juice, too. Um, okay? So, any questions about the stories that we covered tonight before we close out for the week? These uh, bags that Cult Guy is trying to um, patent the design for. Royal Palms Properties. If you go to Boca Raton, <laughs> stealing people. Yes, yeah, stealing people's faces. Um, Kylie Jenner trying to trademark Stormy's name or Coca-Cola having to pay this family $14 million because they stole their daddy's face. Hi, Rick T737. Um, yeah, so those are the stories that we have for tonight. If you're just coming in, um, go watch the replay because we covered some awesome stories tonight. Um, uh, yeah, we are a little bit over time, so we don't have time for Q&A, but want to remind you guys, we're going to be back on Monday at 8 o'clock um, with new stories. If you have some stories that you want me to talk about, please send them to me. I love it when you guys send me stories. Um, go check out Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel so you can re-watch these episodes if you miss any parts. Um, go sign up. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, go subscribe to my podcast as well at, at that link, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Go get the EIN workshop, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, most entrepreneurs start multiple businesses in their lifetime, so you're going to need multiple EIN numbers. And you don't want to have to go to an attorney and pay $75 to $125 each and every time. I'm teaching you how to do it for $29 this month. So go get that at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. All right. Okay. So I'm going to leave it at that. Have a good night, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Have a wonderful weekend. And I will see y'all on Monday. Bye.
Oh. Sorry about that. I, I forgot that I had this thing on. Please don't judge me.